Well, this is the first episode of the... I'm, I'm not, not going, going to, to work, work tomorrow. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to work tomorrow podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to work tomorrow. Me neither. Welcome to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's going to be awesome. We're going to figure it out. So, uh, we're fucking D&D nerds, and we can't decide who's going to pick the topic for the first episode, so we're going to do rollies. All right. All right, I'm Let's not showing this. you my fucking dice. Uh, well, I don't have anything to fucking block it with. Actually, you know what? Here we go. I'm going to block it. Uh, your Fuck first you. Dungeon Master screen. Look at you. How about Look that? a big boy. All right, what'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? I got a three. I got a six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you win. Yep. All right, uh, let's see. First topic. Oh, wait. Hang on. Okay, so you won rollies. I did. (coughs) Jesus, fucking right when we unpaused the episode. I know it, I know it. You're a failure. Yeah. You ruined the whole first podcast. Well, you know, that's part of being a man. (laughs) Okay, so what you got? Okay, um, well, this is not specifically a D&D podcast, but we could talk about D&D for a minute. I'm in. Okay, because the whole rollies thing. Yeah, rollies. So for those that don't know, for the two people, um, rollies is when you have a D20, it's dice with 20 sides on it, roll it, and you see which number gets 1 to 20. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 6, Eads rolled Yeah, I got the highest number. Oh, by the way, I'm Eads. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm Wolfman. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. How about that? Welcome to me. Also, welcoming you to me, Wolfman. That sounds kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just welcomed me into you. No, 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 no. I welcomed you to me. Um, you better have a butthole. <laughs> um, well, you know, like opinions, most people have buttholes. Oh, it sounds like you just told me you're open for business. Gonna have to buy a lot more drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy any drinks. You came Perfect. in here with your fucking sun kissed, expecting the world. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, oh yeah, Rollies. Rollies. Originally conceptualized by Critical Role, right? Uh, as far as I know, I think that's the first time I ever heard that word. Other than uh, our D and D game, Critical Role is about the only actual D and D media I've intaken. Other than a few little YouTube videos explaining some stuff, I would absolutely recommend the old Acquisitions Incorporated videos. Yeah, I looked those up on uh, Spotify because that's where I was listening to Critical Role on. I didn't really watch the videos of it, but the the doing theater of the mind with the podcast form is pretty good because you get to really you make it your own. You know, you don't have pre like reading the book versus watching the movie, right? And uh, I thought it was pretty cool, but when I looked up Acquisitions Incorporated on Spotify, they only have like. Yeah, and those are when they were sitting in like this actual game room, and it was just them. I think Pat Rothfuss was there pl- huh. playing Viari. I don't know. I haven't listened to any of it yet. I've kind of. I, I don't want to jump in the story too much, but honestly, you can jump the fuck around. <laughs> but um, I would recommend just going to YouTube because all their best ones happened like at PAX. Uh, the con. Yeah. Yeah. That that would probably be a good um the I listen to most of this stuff at work. 
Yeah. So I can't really like stream videos, but I do sometimes if I want to listen to me. Darken my screen on my phone. That way. I could probably do it. Yeah. Because when they do it on stage, you know, a lot of their... A lot of their comedy comes from their, like, physical timing. Yeah. Well, like, it's, it's just like anything else comedic. They use a lot of it. That, like, most of their gags are just, like, the cleric just fucking done with somebody. Just look at them. Isn't the cleric? He's like, so this Acquisitions Incorporated D&D campaign, but it's based around they actually made business out of it. Right. Made a business out of it. Mm-hmm. And the cleric owns the business. Yeah. Drawn Enterprise. He's the boss man. He's the boss. And the wizard and the barbarian and the ranger are just sort of beholden to what he says. You have that, to do what he says. That would that would be interesting, but also kind of suck because it's like, you spent all this time at work during the week. And now know? you get to do it again. And now you now you go to work to play D&D. What the fuck's up with that? I think it's charm. I, I think maybe they did that because the office was so popular at the time. But boy, they really, they did well. Like, dude, the Acquisitions Incorporated um, setting book. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You have fucking rival interns as backgrounds. <laughs> you know, you've seen those rival intern backgrounds. That's where that comes from. It's fucking. Uh, let's see here. Um, For those that don't know, he has a stack of D and D books behind him right now. Acquisitions Incorporated, right there. So is is this, is Acquisitions Incorporated set in the Forgotten Realms, or is it just yes. its own thing? They are set in the Forgotten Realms. I think their main, like, where they do business the most is in Waterdeep. I think Omenifus Harroward Drawn is actually one of the lords of Waterdeep. He uh, escalated. That's canon because Chris fucking Perkins ran his game. So he gets to be in the books. <laughs> yeah. What a lucky bastard. That is That is something that's, like, pretty serious. It's like... Like you, you know, uh, Luna Lovegood in mm-hmm. the Harry Potter series. So he wasn't in the books, from what I was done. And I didn't actually read all the books. I saw a video on this, and they made her character in the movies because the girl who was basically a Make a Wish kid, she just loved Harry Potter so fucking. Had a thing to where she, met and they were like, "Hey, do you want to put on a costume and be in the movie?" Wow. And then they literally put her in the movie. That's fucking awesome. Somehow she survived to make five. Wow. Yeah. I might be wrong about that. I'm probably wrong, but that's what I saw on Facebook. Hmm. I'm going to try this without the headphones. Okay. Okay. Give me just a second. them or something? Uh, no, I'm just going to take them off. I turned them down, so nothing will be coming out of there. Okay. See if it sounds... Because I feel like the lag is affecting my speech. I, I kind of like the headphones because like, I have bad hearing. I basically can't hear anything right here. Oh. And so you sitting across from me, far away as you are, getting hear you. And the headphones, you're, you're nice, and, nice and loud. Nice and crisp. 
crisp. Like a crispy cream. That's my favorite ice cream. Not an ice cream. It's a donut. I'm thinking about of cookies and cream. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Well, that's me. Um. Speaking of which, have you ever had a beignet? What the fuck is a beignet? It's a. It, it's like a French slash Cajun donut. They make them their little squares, fry them up just like a donut, and then they get load of powdered sugar, and sometimes they put honey on. As soon as you said Cajun, I was like, "Is this a fucking hot sauce burger? No. What is this? Fucking donut." Okay, it's a Cajun donut. They make them down in this place called Cafe Du Mont in Louisiana. Cafe Du Mont. Cafe Du Mont. Cafe Du Mont. It's uh, you know, them Cajuns. They have French. That's right. Like Bill Dotrieve. Bill Dotrieve, yeah, you know, old coon ass. Coon ass. Yeah, that's what they call them fellers. I know that. They yeah, that's it. Louisiana. They call them coon asses down in Louisiana. Bill Dotrieve is, uh, you know, he's only technically from Louisiana. He grew up in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, takes ass. Yeah, he's the he's the Bill Dozer. Oh yeah, man, I love that show. It's a great show. I actually rewatched it on Hulu, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, dude, did the new season come out? Uh, no, they made another season. Yeah, they were making a new season. Oh, my God. I need to know if there's a new season. We'll check. We'll check after this. Yeah. Should we do it in the podcast? I don't know. It seems like it might take time, but we, fuck it. Let's find out. I didn't realize they were making another season. You know, that kind of makes sense, because um, what's that? King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead and um, fucking, god damn it. I, if you hadn't said something about it, I could have. If you hadn't said something about it, I could have told you. It's, it's fucking, Mike Judge. Mike Judge, yeah. Mike Judge. I think Mike Judge might be needing some money, because he's rebooted Beavis and Butthead, and now apparently he's rebooted King of the Hill. So it's coming out on Hulu exclusively. The new season of King of the Hill. Um, I'm not seeing a release date. So the characters have all aged 15 years. Really? So Bobby's going to be probably 30? Yeah, like 30. Is it going to be like the same character? Like the same actors doing it? Or are they getting new actors? Uh, Let's see here. Judge and co-creator Greg Daniel will executive produce the rebooted series alongside... Alongside Saladin, this motherfucker's name is Salad. Saladin. Saladin. Patterson. Saladin Patterson. Yeah, it sounds like he's from, like, way far away, but also he's the whitest guy you know. He could be like, uh, like his mom was from Middle East. Dad's a white dude. Maybe. Yeah. Be like, uh. Mom really wanted him to have an ethnic. Dad was just, well, my last name is Patterson, so I don't know how this is going to work. He just made Akbar Patterson. <laughs> Saladin Akbar Patterson. Uh, he will serve as the show's showrunner. And Judge will also lead the voice cast with the original members, Kathy Nahimi as Peggy, huh. uh, Stephen Root as Bill, Pamela Adlon as Bobby, Oh, Bobby was voiced by a woman. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Hardwick as Dale. Lauren Tom as Lau. 
You know, they can't have Lucky anymore. Tom Petty's dead. Oh, shit. That sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, so is Luann. Voice actor or Luann? Luann's voice actor died. Yeah, I think they killed her off in the show. I can't remember. I heard it too with it. And you can't reproduce her voice. Like, no, she no one can be, because it was just, so I heard voice actors talking about this. Like, the hardest voice to do is just a person's voice. Like, a person putting on a voice. Like, you can do Bender. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that guy that did it was, he, he was like a master when you talk about voice acting. He did so many things. He did Bender. He did from yep. in the Adventure. Adventure time. Adventure time, yeah. Yeah. Um, did a bunch of other things. Did you ever, by the way, did you ever watch that show Enchanted? I did. I did. He's he, a, he was did. in that too. Yeah. And um Billy West, who did the voice for uh Fry, he's probably like my favorite voice actor of all time. He did the voice for lots of people. He was the voice of Doug Funny. Really? Yeah. Doug Funny oh, is Fry. also Fry. Fry and Doug Funny are the same person. Same person. And the reason, so, so like, he liked the Futurama product, project so much, or maybe he needed the money. Like, during the pilot, the voice he gave Fry was his own, just a little bit younger. So that no one could fucking replace him, you know, unnoticeably. No one's going to be able to do that, because he just sounds like himself. You can't reproduce a specific person's voice. You know, I, when it comes down to it, I think it would be, it would be easier as a voice actor to Reproduce something based at some of Futurama, but more like uh, E Man and Thunder. So bombastic, you know? Yeah. That you could reproduce that. You just had like a slice of life kind of show and that's animated. Reproduce that kind of thing. Kevin. Wolfman. Sorry. I just had an idea for. <laughs> I just had an idea for a fucking D&D character. <laughs> really? Yep. What is it? Lion-O <laughs> steps through a fucking, uh, he, you know, he's fighting Mumra. He's doing all the fucking lion shit, right? Uh, and Mumra is, Mumra is doing all this crazy Mumra shit and accidentally opens a portal and, you know, rip op- rips open a portal in time and flings him into some other place. And that some other place is the world of D&D and that's where lion falls out. <laughs> now I know is in this world of people who are just as badass as him and he's kind of a simple guy because he can't beat a CR5 mummy <laughs> and consistently would, gets thwarted that would be pretty cool yeah so you would literally just play Lion-O yeah uh, like either a tabaxi or a fucking what is what is the other cat folk that are specifically lions they're Leon Leonin Leonin yeah there's also, isn't there, um... Or you could even be Panthro, or... You could be any of them, really. I mean, they're all cat-based. Just kind of fall in with those subcategories. Or get your furry on, be Chitara. Dude, okay, let's talk about Chitara. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. as an eight-year-old watching that on TV, with that fucking cat suit... Yeah. That was some hot shit when you're, like, nine years old, and you're like, I got a question shit. for you. I got a question for you, Mr. Chitara. How many nipples does she have? That is a very good question. Because she has boobs like a woman. But she's a cat. But cat. 
So do they just go like they just go all the way down? Oh, honestly, I think we would probably answer that question by looking at Panthro. Oh yeah, you can consistently well probably Lino too. You can consistently see their nipples. Yeah, and uh, they only got two. Well, that's a good point. And so she probably got them good titty nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now that we've gone down memory lane and weird things that gave you a boner as a kid. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. You know what? I'm going to ask the weird Okay. What? As a kid, what was the weird thing that gave you a boner? Doesn't even have nowhere? to be sexual. Lola Bunny entering the court for the first time. In um, Space Space Jam. Jam. Yeah, definitely. I can, I can, I can hundred degrees. There are also several like horror movies that had sex scenes I wasn't supposed to see. Yeah, but I watched them. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody they'd be like, "Hey, we're going down the street to see your aunt Wanda. You want to come?" No, I'm okay. I want to watch cartoons. Immediately puts in death warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> that that's definitely like B movie from the eighties have on tape at your grandma's house yep yeah that's exactly what it is i had death warmed up and the carpenter that i would put in all the time yeah. they had there was just two movies that had sex scenes and i knew where they were and i seen some titties yeah. like oh boy it might be why i have a thing for redheads because uh yeah you know because shit like that imprints on you when you did yeah and I, freckles boy them, as soon as that shirt came off and i seen them freckles i was like oh that's what titties look like yeah. They're covered in freckles. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like two really big ones and then a bunch of smaller ones. <laughs> you know what it was for me? Impossible. Oh, wow. Yeah. Impossible, huh? Yeah, you remember that show? Yeah, I do. Flipping around, doing all kinds of acrobatics and shit. If I recall, she had some pointy-ass tits. She did. She was very, um, what I would describe as like Wilma-esque. In that kind of fashion, you know, like that, that art style of drawing pointy boobs for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like, why were they so pointy? I don't know. I guess it was just, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even, because like, you reckon that's a, that's a titty nipple reference? I mean, it could be. Like, maybe it was just really cold when they going for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really cold in that art studio. Like, you know what? I'm going to draw pointy titties. You know, the voice of Kim Possible was fucking Ren Stevens. Yeah. And that's something. Okay. So you want... I'm, I'm full of segues. So yeah. said Ren Stevens. Wait, 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 wait. I got one more. I got one, I got one more awkward child boner for you. Okay. So as soon as you said Kim Possible, I had a brain race. Ron Weasley. No. Uh, Ron Stopper. <laughs> Ron Weasley. <laughs> 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 I know what I know what Wolfman's into now. Yeah, let me show, let me show you my chamber of secrets. <laughs> I mean, Hermione was kind of hot. Hermione was hot, but uh, the youngest, like weird boner crush, the first wet dream. You ever seen this movie, My Little Vampire? Yeah, it had. Uh, he was in a bunch of movies. In- the Stuart Little Kid. Yeah, it was like the late 90s, early 2000s, bunch of Disney. Yeah. I put myself in that kid's shoes. And so the, like, you're talking about you had a crush on like 
Fire Girl. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a hard crush. It just there was some way she looked at him in a certain scene, and I was like, I want a girl look at me. I want I want a girl to look at me like that. That girl's perfect. I want that girl. <laughs> yeah. So and that started Big Titty Cow's girlfriend. Thing. I guess so. Even though she didn't, you know, she was a kid. She didn't have any titties. Well, yeah, but I mean, like her, you and, know, in an eight-year-old version of. Yeah, not, and there, not to get too bitter at. Yeah, there there were other movies that did it too, like that just carried on the trend, like Beetlejuice and Casper. Yeah, remember the one where Casper turned back into a, a, a he was a real boy. Yeah, that was the uh, original Casper. Like yeah, the original non-animated. Right. Wednesday Adams too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in. She's coming back. She's actually making a resurgence now. Um, she saw her. I think. I think it's the Adams family. She went from playing Wednesday to Morticia. No, no, no. It wasn't Morticia. She went to playing the counselor. Uh, there was a. No, so, like I saw. I don't know if it's like anything they're doing or something, but I saw a picture of dressed as maybe it was like a costume. Maybe because like the new um, Wednesday show they put on Netflix. Yeah. uh, You know, they send Wednesday off to a boarding school. And one of the teachers used to be she she's the actress who was Wednesday. She made a cameo. No, she was a main character. She was she was extremely. I mean, like, I know Wednesday is the basis of the story. show, but I mean, like. When that played Wednesday is making a cameo in the show as a different character. I wouldn't call it a cameo because a cameo is like they step in for a second, like hi, and they leave. She was an act. She was in the show. She's important. I didn't actually watch. I I watched it up to like the seventh or eighth episode, and it was good. I didn't finish it. Well, you got to the seventh or eighth. Those nowadays only have like ten tops. Well, it got on my nerves. You know, like I don't even know if I want to get into this, but like you know, they do the thing where they like break down characters to lift up other characters. And I always remembered Gomez as like man goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like like he's just fucking super fucking weird dude. He's into what he's into unapologetically, but you don't want to fuck with Gomez. He will throw a knife through your fucking eyeball three different times. You know, he can spin his wife so hard that she burns a hole in the floor, you know, (laughs) and she loves it. Yeah. And they're both entirely jealous of each other. They are so in love with each other, they don't want anybody touching either one of them. Yeah. I, like, I remember the dance scene from that movie where that girl was Wednesday. Oh, the viral on TikTok or whatever? No, no. Uh, from the old movie, when oh. Wednesday went to camp. Yeah, like, Morticia and Gomez were dancing in this bar, and he fucking throws several knives into each other on this dartboard, and... Then they start doing this fucking weird salsa dance that's really gothic and fucked. Yeah. And, like, she makes eyes at some other guy, and he fucking immediately yanks her back and twirls her real hard. And uh, then some woman comes on to him, and he responds positively. Like, she puts a rose in his mouth or some shit. And Morticia does something equally violent. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. fucking like, nope, you're mine. Stop that. Yeah. You know, the shows are actually very violent when you think about it. They're the Adams the family. Yeah. They kind of like 
<laughs> in that same movie, Uncle Fester married a woman who, time after time, tried to kill him for his money because they were rich. And she just couldn't do it. She put a piece of dynamite in his hand. And he, like, thanked her for the experience. <laughs> yeah. You know, the funny thing about it is that, that those kind of people can't kill them by natural means. Yeah. They do that shit on the regular. Like, there's plenty of times when you see Wednesday and Ugly or whatever. In, like, guillotines and shit. Yeah, they play with that shit. They yeah. shoot crossbows at each other. And hit each other, for that matter. They're indestructible. Yeah, you can't kill them. You gotta do something like... I can't, I can't say give them a rose. You gotta kill them with kindness. You can't even really... Oh, fucking... Remember how Fester was getting weird whenever he left his family. He was, he was getting all strange. Fucking... Wednesday looks like she was getting all strange. Being away from them was having an effect on her. But I think that was actually just part of her plan. She wasn't actually getting strange. She was just making everyone let their guard down so she could ruin their lives. She's evil. She's like pure evil. Well, you know. But, so, back to the point to why I didn't finish the new Wednesday. Okay. Because, you know, I respect Gomez as a character. Uh-huh. It's always been a goal of mine as a man, to, that status I want to achieve. But in this movie, they turn him into a blubbering, stupid, useless man. What is it about that sitcoms do that? Like, a lot of times, the Adams Family was unique for that. That Gomez was kind of like, almost a, a figure that you could look up to. But if you look at shows like, Remember Mike and Molly? A little. Is that the one with... Explain it to me. Go ahead. It's basically these two very overweight... They're, they're a couple. They're married. Mike is like... Driver. Yep, yep, yep. And it's like Kevin's... Kevin... Not Kevin. Guy from Grown Ups. And Paul Blart, Mall Cop. It's basically the same as that. He had another show, uh, The King of Queens. Ah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's basically the same premise. It's a married couple, one of their parents living with them. And they're stupid thing. Most of the time, it's because Kevin James. That's the good name. Kevin James. Kevin James. So, either one of these shows, basic premise of it, like, Husband comes in there, opens up the refrigerator. He's there's a cake in there. He goes and eats it, and then does whatever. Finds out later it was a birthday cake. Oh no! Now I got to go to the store real quick and get one before my wife notices. Because if I told her the truth, we wouldn't have a show to watch. <laughs> exactly. It's always based something around like dad is a thing idiot, too smart. Dad, I can't believe you did this. And then she fixes it. You sounded a lot like your mom just now. No, I mean, I did come from her. Makes a lot of sense. Your son looks so much like her. Yeah. So, actually, he looks, believe it or not, he looks like my little brother. Like when... Chris? Yeah. When Christopher was little, Charlie looks exactly like him. Wow. 
there's, no, we're there's, out there. there's pictures I can show you. Um, they, they, they. Very weird. But, you know, it happens. Like, I look, me and my baby brother are almost, when we were, when I was a baby and he was a baby, we looked a lot alike. I mean, when I met, you're talking about, uh. Keith. Yeah, when I met Keith 17 years ago, much younger. Yeah. He was like five, something like that. A little baby boy. Dude, he looked like he crawled out of your ass. Yeah. He's a, he's a handsome kid, I tell you what. He looks less and less like me the older he gets now, though. That's probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. He won't never grow a beard like this. And he's never let his hair grow out. Really? Yeah. That's surprising, right? He should, he should probably embrace it. You know? he, I, you know, it's not everybody's thing. I'm really the only one in the family who did it other than Kevin. I believe everybody should go. Yeah. Let it get really. I'm kind of in the middle of trying to go back to basically my early. Yeah, you got that. You got half a fro there. Yeah, I mean, it's getting there. I'm trying to control it. I'm actually, I learned how to do it now. Because when I was younger and had long hair, I uh, did the bar soap thing. I had one piece of soap for my entire body. What? Yeah. You put bar soap in your hair? Yeah. I've never done that before in my life. <laughs> Look, I never claimed to be a genius, especially when I was 22. Bro, what? Wow. Yeah. So it was bad. I had flakes out the ass. It, it, when I shook my head, it looked like it was snowing in the North Pole. I, you know, I didn't use a shampoo that wasn't head and shoulders until I fucking... Until I was like eighteen, and that's just what—that's just what Granny bought. You know, if I use Head and Shoulders now, I get. Yeah, and that's some shit. That sucks. I mean, they got to keep a customer base. If they actually fixed anything, do it. It used to work, goddammit. Nelson <laughs> Blue used to work too, but that shit don't work anymore either. And now you're only supposed to use it a little bit, and this and that and whatever. But yeah, I think we just kept using Head and Shoulders because like. Yeah, the No More Tears brand. Yeah. Fucking, so that you, it, I guess that would, they called it No More Tears because kids would cry if it got in their eyes, but it just, it didn't burn is all it did. And confirm that when you get soap in a kid's eyes, it is fucking nightmares. <laughs> like, it is not going to be a good bath time anymore. My son, for whatever reason, whenever he's getting a bath, he's three years old. Uh-huh. And this kid does not want to get his hair wet. Doesn't want to get soap in it. Deathly afraid of getting it in his eyes. So you gotta, you, you basically have to torture the kid and do some Chinese water torture to get him to take a bath. Now, oh boy, yeah, it's it's rough. I remember I was taking a bath. You said, you know, whenever you have a really close sibling, like a nearby in age, the parents will just bathe you at the same time. Yeah, I remember the last time that ever happened with me and Kevin. Uh, we were just fucking playing with our little boats and stuff. And there was something in the water. There, there's a, a, a new toy appeared in the water. Well, exactly where this is going. And I was like, Mom, what is this? Why did you give us this? She's like, Justin, put that down. I was like, it's in the top. 
Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so when I was a kid, um, it was me, my brother, and my cousin. Yeah. We were all we're within three years of each other, most of the fucking day. My cousin's birthday is October fifth, nineteen eighty nine. My brother's birthday is October twenty first, nineteen ninety. Mine is October fifteenth. Hmm. We are literally within fifth to twenty first. 16 days. We were within 16 days of each other. There is a specific time where your mom liked to... To... To, uh... We're all, uh, Valentine's, baby. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll be damned. That makes sense. That makes a whole bunch of sense. It really does. <laughs> but anyway, the main point of that, aside from my mother's sex life, is that, um... We all got, you know, we got bathed together. When we were little, up until five, somewhere in there. And uh, I remember my cousin, he, he somehow jimmied shower head. Bathe yourself. He, he took that thing off. He squirted, squirted my brother in the eye, and then he fell, and I fell, and then, he, then my cousin fell, and somehow somebody's head got busted open. Well, it was a bad day after that. My mom came in there. She was all kinds of She walked out for like a half a second, and of course something happened after that. Yeah. Well, like like it does, you know. Kids break stuff, including each other. They do. You want to hear something funny? Sure. So right around that same time when we were all getting baths together, we lived in Tumpka, Alabama. Hmm. This was before the casino and all that. And my, my grandparents, my grandparents, they lived up the hill. And me, my older brother, and my cousin. And mom was getting ready to go down for something. Back then, there was food world. That's a thing. Gotten about. She was going to the grocery store, going somewhere. Anyway, we're dressed nice, going to town, presenting. And mother and my granny were going inside to finish grabbing whatever. Help. Somehow, one of us got a hold of the water hose and turned the water hose on. There was this patch of dirt where it was. Sprayed the dirt down. We all just decided to go pigs. Mm. Roll around and root around in the mud. All right. About five minutes later, my mother comes. All hell broke loose. Yeah. Well, I mean, parents hate it when you're muddy because then they have to clean you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. As a parent now, I completely understand why she would go into a giant fit of. I don't think she did because my mother. Did... I mean, you've met her. Like I'm saying. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember that story got told at every family gathering of any kind. Basically until now. So it's been 20, 26 years that story has been getting told at every family gathering. Every girlfriend I've ever brought around my family hasn't told that story. Your boyfriend is such a little pig. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this time he became a little pig, and he rolled around in the backyard like a little pig. <laughs> That's about how the conversation goes. <laughs> and then the baby pictures come out, and I get to see how, my, how small my penis actually is. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, true beginnings there. Yeah, yeah. That's an actual size right there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that tiny schmeckle. Like a tic tac. <laughs> that's a funny word, schmeckle. Schmeckle. That that's a fucking uh it's a click reference. Yeah. It's actually a Yiddish word. I know. Yeah, but they're Jewish. They're like I I knew what I was consuming, but I also know that the only reason But you were consuming schmeckles? I was well I okay, so we brought this up earlier. You were talking about mailing bags of dicks. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You actually were you the one who didn't know you could do that, or was it she the one? I did not know that you could mail a bag of dicks. Yes. Um so when you're a dickhead on Discord, huh. people send you dicks. Uh I was sent a giant stuffed dick. Yeah, as as yeah, I have seen. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Peepee Man over there. And uh my good buddy Meals. Hi Meals. He sent me a bag of gummy dicks. <laughs> and, like I just I would just randomly get packages in the mail. Like, like what the fuck is this? Somebody sent me something. And I open it up and it's just a fucking bag of gummy dicks and it says, Eat, Eat a, bag. a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I hung the sign on my shelf in there, I'll show it to you. That's hilarious. It's great. So they're they're actual like gummy worm dicks. And they were so good, dude. <laughs> I ate every one of them fucking penises. Ate all those dicks. I ate all those dicks. I ate that entire bag of dicks, and boy, it was delicious. I, I was really sad when they were gone. It was really high quality gelatin there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's something you don't see? What? Like gummy vaginas. I've had gummy vaginas. You have? I've had a. I had a. I've had a pussy lollipop. Wow. Yeah, I used it to rev up you my mean, fucking girlfriend at the time. You've eaten a lot of pussy flavored things. You can just like, stop that sentence halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a pastime. <laughs> I mean, every man enjoys it. At least I believe so. But, you ought to. If you don't, you're not doing it right, or you're with the wrong one. I yeah. had a pussy that I know for a fact I would not have enjoyed devouring. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody has one. Yeah, everybody's got that one story. I don't know if I should tell that one story. Eh, probably wouldn't. Yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I guess gonna... you could tell it. You just can't do any names or anything. Yeah, we'll conceal for the innocent. She knows who she is. You know who you are. You know who you are. You know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't wash her pussy, apparently. Yeah, for a fucking while. Uh, she had an infection or something, bro. I wonder if it still stinks. I don't know. She's married now. Well, then some other fellow's problem. Joe Wilson. <laughs> 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 Fucking the the guy who dated her after me. <laughs> he couldn't help it. He told his friends while he was still with her. He's like, man, it's real good, but that pussy stinks. <laughs> 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 it, I mean, honestly, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, I that, take the good with the bad. I reckon. That was also the most awkward encounter I've ever had before. In bed ever i have to tell this one okay okay so and you have to tell me the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you afterwards okay i got one okay so this girl you know uh, you already know about her she's got the stank uh-huh. and the first time we did it we did it uh we did it in a creek right and i didn't know why i i think you've told me this story before so i'm not gonna stop you okay yeah <laughs> I didn't know why we did it in the creek. She just 
wanted to do it in the creek. And it turned out that, you know, she, she just wanted her lower half to be underwater. And we were next to a bridge. So I was like, well, maybe she just doesn't want to be seen, but they're going to see me fucking plowing you. So whatever. So I have a question. Yeah. When you looked downstream, did you happen to see any fish going belly up? I wasn't looking downstream because she had fantastic tits. She had uh, amazing tits. Staring straight into those tits. Fucking right into the moons. Like, <laughs> I, I can understand. I was in orbit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she was in good shape, you know? It wasn't like she, it wasn't like they was, you know, big old, you know, big old fat ones. Big old fat tits. <laughs> it was good titties with good titty nipple. But, yeah, anywho, the second time we hooked up was in my room. And the first position we took was. Like, I hit it from behind. And immediately, when I pulled them pantaloons down, <laughs> the first, it hit me. It, like, it, like a fucking jolt of inspiration. Like, fucking, I was just doing equations in my head. Like, this is why we did it in the creek. This is why she was so hesitant. This is why it took so long. This is like that meme of that one. And doing all... Yeah. <laughs> 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 Have you ever um, taken a whiff of smelling salts? No. I imagine that's about what your face is. you've ever smelled smelling salts, they are potent. Yeah. Yeah. But at this point, I we had just decided that we were, excuse me, together. Uh, she was my girlfriend because, you know, if I hit it once in the river, it was good. I didn't realize it was a, uh, there was a reason we did it in the creek. Uh, had an uninformed buy. Right. She tricked me. That's what happened. She tricked me. And, but I, you know, we had already assumed the positions. And for me to be like, you know what? I don't feel <laughs> it would be obvious that I was doing it. Yeah. Because of that. And she didn't want to acknowledge it clearly. So for me to acknowledge it. Huh? Well, yeah. So like, I just had to. I just had to soldier through it. <laughs> Fucking. And, you know, it still, the pussy was good. But it just smelled so bad. You know, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Well, I'm not even to the weird part, but go ahead. Maybe she just had an odd. You know, because if, if the vagina is a self-cleaning organ. Right. It's supposed to be able to regulate itself about its. Right. So it has to come down to something something that wasn't supposed to be in there in there. Yep. Or she's eating something not good. She ate a lot of Yes. She was something was going on there. It was uh I don't know. I'll 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 get to it. I'll get to what she said was the reason for it. I'll I'll you're fine. Fucking, it's kind of hard to say what happens next. So, I whatever. I soldier on. I hit it from the back. I'm going at it, and I'm like trying to lean my head away as far as possible. <laughs> we go for about ten, fifteen minutes. And I'm not getting it because I'm so distracted. Yeah. And uh, at some point, we just start having a conversation. Right. <laughs> you know the fucking's bad when you're just sitting there talking about your day. Yeah. 
she pulls away. I don't know what we got into, but it was it was like dirty talking. But she pulls away and turns around and barks at me. What the fuck? Like a chihuahua. What the fuck? <laughs> Not even like a big dog. No, there a was chihuahua. The worst, do- arguably the worst dog in existence. Immediately, my dick frowned. (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking awful. I don't even remember how that encounter ended, but... uh, I think my dick would end. (laughs) It was like... I would have a vagina. My dick was like, all right, it's time for a smoke break, man. (laughs) (laughs) How much of this do I have to endure? Where's OSHA? (laughs) But we need OSHA regulation. So she stayed at my house that night and I went to work the next day. And when I came home, I just wanted to hit it. You know, I hadn't showered or anything, just straight out of work. And I tried to just get in there. Yeah. And she was like, no, you have to take a shower first. If you don't shower and then you fuck me, that's how my pussy stinks. Um, bet your pussy already stinks. Yeah. There's something wrong with your pussy. Uh, if, Pussy, if a dick that smelled that, if you got dick cheese in there and that's why your pussy stinks, you should probably uh, address that. You, you should definitely some kind of cream. Or a douche. A douche. I will buy you a douche. <laughs> maybe, maybe like some gold bond foot powder. Yeah. I stayed with her for about another month. And, well, it may have been a little longer, but... I had started, you know, looking elsewhere. You know, I was in my pretty boy stage. I was all in good shape and shit, continuing to lose weight at the peak of my physical fitness. So I was like, I can do better than stank puss. Yeah. So I, I bailed. I, I think you made the wise decision. She was a sweet girl, though. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with her. Just your pussy stank. <laughs> no, there's something about everybody. Yeah. I really felt bad about that one because she, she called me like, Six months after that, wanting to hang out, and I told her I would come to this party she was having, and I ended up being the one that blows off the person that, like, prepares for you and waits for you, and then you never show. Ow. Yeah. When I've been on the receiving end of that a million times. (laughs) Well, you know, shit happens. You get older, you learn stuff. It do. And that's how she found the new guy who was like, boy, that pussy is good, but it's time. (laughs) Well, there you go. See, it worked out in the end. Now she's married, probably is working on some children. Yeah, I think they have children. Yep, it all worked. You know, maybe after a childbirth and all that, maybe she's body hit a hard reset. Maybe. You know, if if there's a silver lining in this. And you know, if you're married to a woman with a stank pussy, you've been frank with her about her stank pussy. Oh, yeah. You know, once you've gotten to the ring stage, there's there's no holding back, really. You can kind of just be like, hey. That shit stank. Watch you do something about that. That thing that you might even—I'll tell you what—I'll make you a deal. You watch that motherfucker, you'll catch a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Scrub it now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I guess I'll tell you. This, this was definitely probably the most awkward experience in general, and then sexually. Right. So. I had been single for a while, I think. I don't think I was quite old enough. I had to have been about 20. Hmm. And, uh, had my own place. And all. 
I got on. Do you remember Plenty of Fish? Yeah, I remember POF. I remember yeah. that shit. So I got on that as kind of like a Hail Mary type thing. Side note, I'm going to interrupt you one time before you get started. I got, I am permanently banned from POF. Okay, we're going to jot that down and come back to that because I have to hear it. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I have not heard All right. Okay, so I got on plenty of fish. And was kind of swiping around, and for you younger folks, they know what plenty of fish is. Everyone knows that. Be surprised, but anyway, got on there and was scrolling around, and I matched with this one chick, and her pictures looked pretty good. You know, we were at least on the same level of attractiveness. I'm, I know what I look like. Back then, I was actually looking pretty good. You know, I, I go into the gym. It's a handsome failer. I was looking pretty good, you know. This was my my long haired kind of. I was in a band. I was about as cool as I've ever been. Right. I had a jeep. Like how do you not? <laughs> I had a jeep. I was cool as fuck. I mean, like <laughs> think about it. Every time you've seen a dude in a jeep, it's probably like, wow, that guy. Every time I've seen a dude in a jeep, I look at him like, well, that guy would probably wave at Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Or Wolfman would probably wave at that guy. It, okay, this is at least what I thought then. I've, I've gotten older. I realize that it's better as a not a driver. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I thought I was hot shit. That's what women say about giant dildos. Yada, yada, yada. It's a toy, not a daily driver. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I got, you might be on this. <laughs> anyway, so I matched with this chick. We're texting back and forth. I'm like, hey, hang out. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, well, I'll come, I'll come pick you up. We'll go do something. I didn't realize this. He, he lived almost naked. I remember the story. Yeah, you've heard. Um, and so, Macon is about an hour and a half drive from here. So I load up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or something. Start heading that way. By the time I get there, it's damn near nighttime. And... I'm trying to get back in contact with her. I don't actually have her phone number. And this was the early days of smartphone. And so reception, not that great. I'm trying to get her on plenty of fish. And finally she answers. Tells me how to how in the hell I actually get over there. So like, okay, so this one I have to break this the last time you told the story I had to break this down. You, sir. Got into your vehicle and drove toward the general direction of some pussy. <laughs> yes, that is the uh, that is the gist of it. You didn't have her fucking phone number. You didn't have her fucking address. You just drove toward Macon and just hope for the best. I had the vague um, generality of some pussy. Boner and a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> just literally. literally, I had a boner and a prayer, and that's a boner, a prayer, and a guitar. <laughs> I brought my and guitar. you brought the guitar. I brought the guitar. What a fucking cringe guy. Oh, yeah. And you know what song I played for? No. Wonderwall. Huh? Wagon Wheel. Wagon Wheel. Yeah. The uh, Old Crow Medicine show. Redone by uh, from Hootie and the You did the Hootie version? I don't know. It's the same fucking thing. No, it's not. Hootie did it different. I think technically it was... 
I learned it from the tab. Technically, the uh, old show version, but I can't tell other than the fact that Hootie is hot. He just puts his own like vocal spin on it. There's not really. I think it slows it down in a weird spot. Maybe I don't know. We couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Anyway, so, so that wagon wheel won you some fucking some of that making pussy, huh? <laughs> in a way, yeah. It was. It was. It was not. So did you, you know, sing I, to I her in her room? What did you sing to her in her room? No, I sung to her on the front porch of her mom's trailer. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's not skip around too much. Right. So anyway, I, I I set out on this adventure with a boner and a prayer and a shitty guitar, mm-hmm. and I'm driving out there. I I stop in the town and I'm trying to get in contact with her, and I'm just sitting there in the dark. It's like nine o'clock at night by this. <laughs> it, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. I could just imagine Wolfman in a strange town. <laughs> fucking rock hard. By the way, this this <laughs> town resembled Maplesville in the sense that it had, I think it had stoplights, Dollar General. I saw one cop. Yep, there you go. That's Maplesville, Alabama. I'm near. Fuck, we didn't even have a stoplight. We had a caution light. You drive right through Maplesville without even knowing you'd reached civilization. I wouldn't exactly call it civilization. Little, uh, hey, now, hey, hey, Vince fighting words. We <laughs> civil and all. <laughs> as long as you got some moonshine and meth, yeah. I've seen very little actual moonshine, and I've never actually witnessed meth. I've never actually seen it before. I look me up. I've seen, yeah, it's all, like breaking bad. Yeah. I've seen it manifest on people's faces and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But you can always tell. But anyway, back to the Sorry. So I'm sitting there get finally getting caught. Parents are here. But you can come over anyway and we'll hang out on and so I get over there and we go walking down her dirt road. Coyotes howling all over the That's actually kinda hot. I don't even know why, but that's that's that oh. good dirt road pussy. By the way, was she hot? That's what I was about to tell you. So her pictures, she's about 100 pounds lighter. And she, she looked really good in her pictures. You know, I, I thought she was attractive. She had this dark hair. My thing. Not necessarily pale, but had this kind of... In between. Yeah, nice in between. Like, like she had seen the sun this way, but she did not lay out for very You know what I mean? And you're saying that she was lighter in her pictures. Uh, I mean, her complexion was about the same. No, I mean her weight. Oh, yes. Much lighter. Much, much lighter. So she was heavier in person. Yeah, she basically catfished. She just sent you... It'd be like if I showed a girl pictures of hot me, yes. and then they showed up now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the you know Webster's Dictionary version of catfishing, but... Oh, excuse me. Um, I, I chalk it up. It was at least pictures of her. But she, all now that I think about it, I know that Webster's like entry. School. It's a uh, she got them angles, bro. That's that yeah. word. It, it was the MySpace angle. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the MySpace angle? Yeah, it uh, was. It was those. Yeah, way up above your head, looking down. Yeah. So anyway, I get there, and she's actually a nice girl. Um, 
You know, she she was very accommodating. You know, we didn't we actually didn't have sex that first night. Um, but we hung out and you know I played her my guitar and stuff and she's like, you know it's getting kind of late. I got to go back in, but you should come back tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm doubling down. <clears throat> I'm just gonna get a hotel. It's fine. No, I didn't get a hotel. I went home. I, I drove the hour and a half home. Fuck. Kicking my own ass the whole time, just thinking, God, you're so fucking stupid. Why you're doing this for some pussy? Like, you better get some pussy tomorrow, matter Yeah, why couldn't you find a fucking why couldn't you find somebody like in your own goddamn town? <laughs> I don't know. It's a huge town. I don't know. <laughs> I thought she was in town when I started this deal. I was very wrong. I mean, I, I can't blame you. I've done the exact thing, at, you know, at least seven times. Yeah, I haven't done it that many times. I've, I've, I've literally only gone out of town twice. Well, I've done it a few times. Well, if you count my first girlfriend, I went out of town a lot of times, technically. But I only went out of town for one, two girls. Anyway. So I leave, I go home, and I wake up the next morning and we're kind of texting and stuff, and she's like, hey, you should come out. We're okay. Get my shit together. And when I get there, her and her little brother jump in the Jeep with me, go to this little pond. And then after we got done with that, we went back to her house. Her little brother was Mexican. Okay. She was a white girl. Her parents were white. Her brother was Mexican. Hmm. So, mama fucking around, or kids adopted, or... I never actually figured out if her, uh, quote-unquote, dad was stepdad or not. Kind of kind of acted like it. I don't know. I think he was. I think mom had a few. Um, but that's what you're saying is mom was a hoe. I'm saying she had some... It was probably a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but ugly, I have to. That. So I think I dodged a bullet in the long run. More than one reason. Yeah, you want to know what they look like? Look at their mom. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty accurate. But um, so anyway, when we got back to her house from the fishing trip, her little brother had to go visit his dad, hmm. and the girl I was seeing was like, "Hey, you should come with us." God, I remember this whole fucking story. Yep. I've, I've told you this all in great detail. Now we're telling the world. <laughs> um, I forgot about this plot turn. Yeah, so we get in this Dodge Neon. Anybody remembers what those are? Yep. They are tiny. I am six foot three. At this point, 225 pounds. And they shoved my fat ass <laughs> into the back of a Dodge Neon. Why don't you just follow I'm not burning gas. <laughs> do I look like I'm made of money? Touch my hand. Do I look, am I made of money? All right, well, then you don't get to bitch about cramping up in the neon. Well, like, I could have sat in the front, but the little bastard beat me to it. He called He called shotgun. Damn it, boy. Yeah. And so I'm sitting back there with this girl, and he's, like, wanting to fool around and shit. And I'm like, your mom's right fucking there. In the car? In the car. In the car? Come on, man. Car. Why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> Why is it always the girls I'm interested in are always wanting to fool around with their fucking parents around? She's desperately ready to fool around. She just has no time to. I can only imagine. 
anyway, we go to this little trailer park in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Georgia, and drop her brother off, and I see what I describe as Little Tijuana. Little Tijuana. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a donkey show going on in one of those trailers. Oh, dear. I'm pretty sure. I can either <laughs> confirm or deny, but I, I have a hunch, and I'm pretty sure I'm right. That ain't no good. Yep. But anyway, that goes on. We head back to her house. By this point, it's getting late. Her mom cooks some kind of weird chili mac and cheese shit. And uh, we're sitting there, and she's like, hey, come to me. All right. Happened. Awesome. Finally. Yeah. Get in there. And, and it's I, chili mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, after eating chili mac. And we're sitting there, and I kind of start to try to fool around with her, and she's like, my mom and dad are in there. I'm like, we're just trying to fucking set my car. dick in the car. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? What's the line? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that kind of trick tease goes on for a while there, and eventually I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to chalk this up to the game, and I'm going to head out. And so she walks out to the car with me, standing there, and then finally she starts making a move. So I'm like, well, this is about as good as it's going to get, so let's go for it. And then she is sitting in the front seat, in front driver's seat, and I, you know, awkwardly, I'm trying to, like, lift myself. Well, the Jeep was kind of tall. Mm-hmm. I'm a tall fellow, but, like, when you're trying to put your dick into something that's <laughs> sitting... In the driver's seat of a tall vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> it's that was a good the, thing about the Mustang. Yeah, you could at least like get down to that. Yeah, you could get down to that too, yeah. boy. She seen she helped me out a few times there. Yeah, I was fucking her on my tippy toes. But <laughs> <laughs> you need a, when you need a stepping stool to fuck, you should probably think about relocating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can concur with that. So anyway, we're going at it. And I'm, I'm about to come, and so I just kind of like back off, and, she... <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Wow, that was amazing!" I'm like, "Really? That was amazing?" <laughs> I, w- I would not call three seconds of sex amazing. <laughs> <laughs> In all actuality, it was probably about two minutes tops. That was amazing. Yeah. Was she a virgin? No. Oh. <laughs> no. She had seen a few up close, if you know what I mean. Well, but that but was amazing. That, you know, I, I, I had seen some um, mystical wandering holes. She'd seen some mystical. She'd seen a few dicks. She'd seen some wandering willies. Wandering willies. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that happened. And she's like, you should, this was, this was a Sunday. You should come back next up. I'll come stay the weekend with you. We'll have some real fun. Uh, <laughs> now that you got the post nut clarity. You don't have a car. You don't have any propositions of anything. It's all you all the time, buddy. If I take you to my house, you'll never leave. <laughs> <laughs> and, and eventually mom's going to come and be like, why you bring my daughter back? I'm not a Yeah, knowing my luck, she'd end up pregnant and I'd be stuck. Yep. So after that, I never talked to her again. I, I completely ghosted her. She tried to get in contact with me for a couple days after that, a couple weeks after that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't feel too bad about that one because I think every human being has a story like that. I imagine. Like, like, I've been ghosted. I, I've been ghosted, too. Like, I mean, after Smash. 
I, so I it was clearly I was clearly just used for you know a dildo. Like why didn't they just get a dildo? They could just use it whenever they want it. You, you can't possibly upset the dildo. <laughs> no, it's an inanimate object. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it happens, I guess. Why didn't you just get a pocket pussy? Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Why is it that it is like embraced and celebrated when a woman buys a dildo, but if a man buys a pocket pussy, disgusting? I don't think it is. I've never heard anybody say it was disgusting. Uh, it grosses. Well, that's fair. It kind of does gross you out some, huh? It does, doesn't it? Because it's like because it's an orifice. This, you just have this disembodied orifice. Put your your member in bucket. Yeah, but like you don't know what's in there. Like, I guess you'd have to turn it inside out and clean it, but, like, anyone else who looks at it has no idea if you've ever done that. Yeah, yeah and you know they make those things dishwasher safe. Can you imagine washing your, your cum dump in a fucking in in dishwasher? Dish, with your you, dishes? With your dishes. What's wrong with you? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. See? You see? That's, you just made my point. <laughs> Although I do have to say, dildos are dishwasher safe, too, and everybody's like, yeah, it's so great. They're dishwasher safe. You just stick it in there, and there you go. Yeah, well, but you know, you I'm pretty you... sure that soap bottle is microwave safe. And that doesn't mean you should put it in the microwave. I mean, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. But people do. <laughs> they shouldn't. Now I'm weary to fucking use any dishwasher I'm unfamiliar with. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what, what was this? I can't remember what you were talking about, but you said you had another story. Oh, fuck. I don't remember. Oh, uh, why you're banned from Plenty of Fish. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm banned from Plenty of Fish. It's really not like a good story. Really? Yeah. You well, made it seem like it was a great one. Like, no, it was a little, it was a little shorty one. Like, uh, I'm permanently banned from Plenty of Fish because I had discovered a line that worked that would get, get you know, a first, I had discovered a first message that would consistently get responses. Really? From a wide variety of women. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was just confident enough and just, like, cocky enough, but still, like, you know, approachable enough that most women would respond if you weren't butt-fucking-ugly, right? And I sent it to too many women at once, and the algorithm said, you're a bot, <laughs> <laughs> and banned me. Banned my whole fucking IP. Okay, so what was the line? I don't remember. You you fell on fucking gold and you don't remember what it was? It, dude, it was like 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. But, like, it, there, I'm pretty sure the word baby doll was used. Like, that, one of those cheesy That just fucking, sounds immediately. Yeah, well, just, it's just, for some reason, women like to be called stuff. I don't know. It worked, man. It It really worked. You know, this reminds me. Have you ever heard of a comedian named Taylor Thomas? No. Well, you know, Burt Kreischer calls his wife baby doll. I'm not the only one. It's not a lot weird. I mean, you might be honest. But, uh, so, Taylor Thomas, and she's, she's a really funny comedian, actually. Like, a lot of people kind of think that there's not funny comedians, and most of them. But she's actually the And she has this one where somebody on Tinder sent her... This really weird emoji. That was it. No A, no hi, no nothing. One emoji. Dude, what the fuck's up with that? What are you doing? What, what does this mean? 
And he wrote back and said, well, usually with the response that women give to this, I can kind of tell what you're about. Said, uh, okay, well, what do you, what did you find out about me? And he was like, well, you seem to have trust issues. You want the truth immediately and you have some emotional damage. Her response, like not in the text that up on the page there. Oh my God, I can't believe this actually works. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is up? Oh my God, I have to go see my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I guess his thing worked. <laughs> Works really well. Yeah. What was the emoji? Because I want to start sending that bitch. <laughs> I don't know. She did a face like a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what emoji it was, but I kind of want to know now. The, either that was just completely a bit, or that dude was running a fucking social experiment. <laughs> oh, it definitely sounds like social experiment. It's real. It's a social experiment. Real. How long do you want to go with this podcast? How long have we been going? We're at an hour and nine minutes. Yeah, we got some material. Look at there. The I'm not going to work tomorrow podcast is actually treading treading water. Yeah. I, I say we go as long as we want to. I kind of want a cigarette. You want to pause it? Yeah, let's call it here. Or pause it here. You want to pause it or call it? What do you think? And what, like what length? So we're just going to do this on air. Fuck it. You know? Yeah. We're just we're just gonna have the whole conversation. We're not gonna hide shit. Fucking production right in front of you. There you go. So how long do we want to do podcasts? It's gonna be like an hour, two hours. What do you think? Uh, I would say no, probably no more than two hours. Cause at that point, most people are gonna tune out at that point. Yeah, you're bored of listening after two fucking hours. Yeah. Like, but then I've also listened to podcasts that went for like four or five hours. On yeah, but you got to have like a really compelling person. Like, fucking, like that motherfucker that came out of Area 52 or whatever. Oh, my God, we can talk about aliens on podcast. <laughs> I have so many alien stories. <laughs> fucking. I have theories about aliens. I don't know if I personally have any theories. Well, surely I do. Because, you know, you come to your own conclusions after you watch, you know, videos with stories and shit. And, boy, I have watched some videos. <laughs> okay, well, let's put a pin in it right there. We'll come back and talk. I, yeah. I actually have some stories. Let's go. All right, right. pause. Yeah, welcome back to the I'm Not Going to Work Tomorrow podcast. Yeah, here we go. So we we conversated while we were smoking cigarettes like uh, the degenerates that we are. Uh, We're going to do aliens. Yeah. So you want to start or you want me to start? You start. You have an actual story. Like mine's just secondhand. Okay. So I heard this story. From my grandmother, uh, to set the stage, my grandmother is old Southern woman, like an old Southern lady on old Southern like, belle. She um, she grew up in a small little area in Alabama. This story takes place right around, I want to say 60, 64, somewhere in the sixties. I don't know exactly where. My mom was very young. Uncle. But they were driving down the road. This this takes place in time frame doesn't matter. It's in the sixties and it's in um Bakers Hill, Alabama Baker Hill, Alabama. Um right outside. There are a lot of bakers on that hill. I reckon. 
um, <laughs> right outside of Eufaula. So they were going down the road. They lived on this, this at the time it was a dirt road, two other little houses on it, mostly. And give, give us the preamble about your grandma that you gave me outside. Like, she absolutely believes this. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm of two minds on this. On one side, this either 100% happened or something else happened, and she 100% believes it. My grandmother does not lie about anything. She doesn't have to. She's 82 years old. What does she have to lie about? Yeah, what is she going to gain? Yeah, she's not going to gain anything. Not selling this story. You know, th- this was a conversation that she and I had somewhat late at night. Down there. And she just told, kind of told me this out of the blue. There was something on about space. And down there you have like three. Yes. APT, actually, Alabama Public Television. Oh, wow. And MSNBC, Fox News. That was, that was for the three. Was APT the one with the little kid's face? Like the little blue-haired? I think it was like back in the back in the 90s. Every time I think of that kid's face, I think about reading Rainbow. Yeah, that was on there. And Magic School. Yeah. Nova. Actually, I think it was an episode that we were watching. He just kind of turns to me and tells me the story that I'm about to tell you. Let's go. She says, um, one night, mid-60s, she was driving down the road. She, she had this, like an Impala, old land yacht. And she's driving down the road, and my mom and my uncle are little kids sitting in the back seat. Nighttime, and on that hill, on that road, hill, you kind of up, immediately go back down. Starts getting to the top of this hill, he sees this light. And at first it looks like this is long before um, they get to the top of this hill goes down looking at it, and it goes away back to the right and she sat there and watched that thing and it seemed like hour had passed starts the car back up home and she did not she told me that she had not told a soul that story how old were your mom and uncle um they were little kids so mom was born in 63 so this had to have been somewhere around 65 67 something you know, mid to late 60s. Um, and so my uncle is about three years older than her. So he was three or four. He five or six. Five or six, seven, something. And um, so, yeah. She hadn't told anybody that story until I think she told one other person besides me. And then I've kind of, I talked to my mom it and she vaguely remembers like her she doesn't necessarily remember the light or anything but she remembers my grandmother being very distraught after and like very taken aback I guess 
But all she saw was the light. She didn't see like an actual craft or anything. No, but you, you got to think too. This is the sixties. This is the sixties. Helicopters are not a very popular thing, and this is the middle of nowhere, Alabama. And it darted. Darted. It darted left. It right, and it right up. And how many millions of stories there are like that? Yep. Like exactly like that, describing exactly those actions. Like, what was that thing out there doing? Exactly. And what was it? Uh, the only thing I can come up with, because if you think about the technology at the time, nothing can do nothing can do it now, for that matter. Right. Other than, I guess drones kind of can, but not at the speed at which thing this was. Did she say about how far away it was? Um, at first, she thought it was very far away, but then. When she was studying it and started moving, it was almost like it was right in front of her. Like, mm. not quite in the headlights, but right above it. Right so. above her headlights. Like, yeah, if, you know, think about your headlights and how it kind of checks down to the... Think about 20... That. Mm. But, like, within your headlight distance. So she could have been seeing something relatively small. Yeah. Do you remember that Twilight? Did you ever watch the old Twilight Zone? Um, very rarely. You know, I again back taking it back to APT. Um, it came on every now and then, and I I remember watching it. Yeah. So when I was living at my granddad's, um, it was after Granny had passed, and we got rid of satellite just because, you know, we couldn't really afford it out there. It was really expensive. You know how expensive satellite is. So we dropped it, and, like, we were running off of just local channels. We put a fucking wood-burning stove in the living room. Fucking we was out in the woods, boy. And <laughs> we was making our own warmth, and we was just watching what the what the good local government gave us. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> you know, there's some parallels here. South Korea, North Korea. Yeah, yeah, we was on our own. <laughs> yeah, but I'd still I'd drive 45 minutes to fucking work. It doesn't matter what direction you go, and there's only two. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna be driving 45 minutes before you get anywhere that's worth a damn. Damn near 45 minutes back to Maple. It was 20 minutes to Maple. Felt like. It was 40 minutes there and back. Hey, if if you're planning to go to Maplesville, you you need to set aside at least an hour. Like, it's not like Publix right down the road, 10 minutes there and back, boom, done. None of that shit. Not at all. If you want to there and back, you're going to the liquor store. <laughs> yep. The only liquor store open on Sunday in that county. Yep. Well, in that county is fine, but Chilton County. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Perry County is where I was from. Chilton County was dry. And... Yeah. Don't you love blue blue laws, folks? Well, no. Chilton County wasn't dry. Maplesville was dry. Yeah. And so, that like... Was, that was the closest thing to, quote-unquote, civilization. Yeah. And Maplesville just now started selling beer. Did I ever tell you that? Really? Yep. They oh, sell wait, beer. They were completely dry? The dry. They didn't sell nothing. Like, not even... You had to go to Plantersville them. or to uh, Pontucky to get beer. Plantersville, Pontucky, or uh, Clanton. By the way, folks, Pine Tucky is a real place you can on Google. Yeah, Maps. it's like Kentucky, but with pines. <laughs> <laughs> That's how boondocky we're talking about. 
Yeah. Population like 24, well, 23 now that I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lying. Yeah, it's real small. But anywho, the uh, what was I on about? Fuck. <laughs> we were talking about aliens. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We was watching TV. So there's, there's a Twilight Zone. So yeah. like you could watch but me TV. We had oh, me yeah. TV. That had all these old shows. It was just basically the new TV land yeah. and public was, access. Yeah, Papa loved watching fucking Gilligan's Island. There was all these. You watch Gunsmoke, Bonanza, fucking Wagon Trail. You know, people forget how good those shows. Are. Really good. And every night at eleven thirty, they start playing the weird stuff, and I was so excited because that was my time. Papa was in bed, and I get to watch the Twilight Zone and the Alfred Hitchcock Hour and fucking shit like that. And I'm like, you know, twenty one, twenty two, and. There was an episode of The Twilight Zone, I think the first one that I watched that made me, I was, well, like, there was nothing else. It was the best thing on. It was either that or Bounce TV, just hip-hop videos. Yeah. It's like, well, well, we'll give this a shot, whatever. It was black and white, of course, and it opens up to, like, this really primitive-looking woman in this log cabin-looking house. But it's a house, you know, she's semi-civilized, but she never says anything. She's not speaking. It's kind of like, well, this is an interesting, it's like a silent film or like just a dialogueless film. And she's just, you know, living alone in like this cabin out in the middle of nowhere. There's no neighbors. She has a sink and dishes and stuff. So, you know, she's got some sort of plumbing or maybe, yeah, she's got, she had some sort of plumbing system. I distinctly remember her having a sink, but she might've had like a, a wood fired stove. But anywho, she was primitive. She was wearing a dress, so they had cloth, but whatever. Um, she started, um, she saw something in the sky, like, fall out of the sky and crash land nearby. And she was like, oh, shit. You know, she didn't say, oh, shit. She just was visibly, you know, yeah. shocked and worried. Like, she's clearly never seen anything fall out of the sky. And she runs inside her house, she closes the door, and these little men start bothering, bothering her. Uh, one shows up in this room, and or like books start falling off of shelves by themselves, and she's freaking out about it, and then you see that it's a little man running around. And, um, you know, she, <laughs> get out of here, you fucking mosquito hawk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she's she spends the night running around with a broom chasing these little men eventually one of them shoots at her with a fucking laser gun and when you get a good look at it this guy it, th this little man is wearing a suit like a fucking like a space a travel suit. suit like a space suit that with little antenna on it and shit and you know but it's a very it's definitely made for traveling in outer space and she kills one of them somehow i think she sets it on fire and one of them gets loose and she runs off uh she eventually tracks the last one to her roof and she climbs up to the top of her roof and she sees like a spacecraft parked on her roof 
And on the side, it says, United States of America. (laughs) (laughs) We were the aliens. And she was a fucking giant. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's pretty cool. That was an interesting... I was like, well, I have to watch the rest of this. This is awesome. Yeah. That, that's a neat take on it. I, w- I did not expect that ending. Yeah, I didn't either. I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. That's really well done for the fucking 60s, man. That black and white shit blew my mind. <laughs> you know, they, they had some real good storytelling back then. You know, it might have been very shitty to watch because, you know, Quality just production bad. value and all that. Honestly, it really wasn't all that bad. Like, those are professional. That woman had me convinced that she was just a primitive earthling. Yeah. You know? Yep. She's an alien. Carbon-based alien. Monkey, too. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no monkey. I ain't no monkey. You just used to be a monkey. I ain't one no more. Oh, okay. Do you want to hear my uh, theory on aliens and stuff? Sure. I have a few of them. One of them being that we are some kind of experiment. Mm-hmm. And... Every now and then, all these sightings and stuff you have is just them checking in on their Okay. I like that theory, and I will raise you another tinfoil hat. Okay. Okay. Here, tinfoily. So, I love the Y-Files. This show on YouTube. Anybody listening to this needs to go check them out immediately. Fucking hilarious. And, well, some of it's hilarious. Most of it's just interesting it's like it's got this ex like news broadcaster like he was a professional either a radio caster or he worked on the news or something and he has very clear and concise delivery he does lots of research before he makes a video before he releases it and he just recently blew up he's got like 1.5 million followers now and that all happened within the past 6 months impressive yeah good on him proud like Fantastic. And the content's really good. Uh, But he had a video a while back about the hollow moon theory. Oh, okay. You know what? I've heard very similar to this. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, it was one of the missions to the moon, one of the Apollos or something like that. Um, When they were leaving the moon, they dropped something. Uh, You know, they released something to go back to the moon, and they just listen to it just because they had the capability to do that and when this thing landed on the moon's surface the moon rang like a fucking bell for about 30 seconds which is pretty long it's a long time for a planet or a moon the ring long time for a fucking bell yeah it's a long time for anything like it reverberated it went out and they're like, well, that's interesting. And they dropped something a little heavier, and it rang for even longer. You know, it rang for like two fucking minutes. So, okay, this is my question. You're standing there and you drop something. Imagine, if you would, if you're standing on a giant bell. Okay, if you drop something heavy enough to make the bell ding and ring and all it's going to cause you to also vibrate because that's how sound works. I would also like to address, like, the tinfoil hats to say we never went to the moon. That's... We can kind of debunk that. Yeah. Well, okay. So, one thing I love about the whole 
we didn't go to the moon thing, and they say that Stanley Cooper was the one that shot the fake moon landing. I like to think I've I've heard other people my original thought, but Stanley Kubrick was a great filmmaker. He always did everything on location. So he shot the moon landing on location. <laughs> on location. <laughs> well, I like that. That that's fun. But for real, like uh, they say, well, you can recreate all that with zero G and stuff like that. You know, you can fucking give people. You can simulate zero gravity. You could do that with wires. They could jump around and stuff. But one thing they couldn't fake is the dust that was kicked up when that uh, vehicle moved around. The dust that kicked up in the way that it hung there. It hung and didn't move right. It didn't move like dust would move on Earth. The effort it would have taken to create a floating dust effect in 1965. But fucking nine is more costly than anything else in the theory. It is the most costly part of that theory. Like they didn't have commuter CGI. They didn't have a way to do it. Like we could do it now effortlessly. Oh yeah. Well, that, they've done it. I mean, there's all kinds of movies about space where they fucking moon, Mars, all kinds of shit. Supposedly accurate. We can make you see anything. We can put, we can put Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson. That's her name. Yeah. Yeah, we can put her face on a porn star and just watch her get yeah. wrecked. We could turn the moon into Scarlett Johansson's titties if we wanted to. Absolutely. And it, it'd look pretty good, you know? I, I imagine they would be. Put enough money I, behind it. I would anything. rather look at that than the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but the dust effect was, it was possible to reproduce that. Yes, but like, the, is it real? In 1969. In order to get that shot, that perfect shot, with a vehicle, we just didn't have the resources. No. Like, well, and you know, and it's such a minute detail that has never even been brought up, that, you know, by anybody who is associated with it. Well, they brought up the dust itself, about how it got into everything, and that's one reason they didn't want to go back. Like, it fucked with their electronics. It was so fine. Well, you know, well, a lot of people don't realize this is we actually went to the moon like four or five times. We did. There were several Apollos. Yeah. Everybody likes to forget that notion. Like, every, everybody's hung up on Neil Armstrong. Stuff. There was, like, a whole four or five other crews that went to the moon. Yep. And that's where a lot of this hollow moon theory is coming from. Like, there's a lot more information. I wish I could remember it. Fucking, the theory is that, well, there were some, um, there were some classified reports that some people uh, leaked but at this point, from all the stuff that was leaked, we're not really sure what's information and what's disinformation. Because the government, whenever the UFO uh, society became a thing where they'd meet up and have these meetings, they, the government literally, or the, they literally inserted disinformation specialists to flood the market <laughs> with stories that were not true. So that no one would know what actually happened and what didn't happen. Well, yeah, you know. And it was incredibly effective. We can't, we haven't been able to riddle that out since the 60s. We have no idea. But why would they do that if some of it wasn't true? Something we've heard is true. We just don't know which one. Why why would they put out the Well, it's likely that 
some information that wasn't supposed to get out got out. So then they put out a bunch of bullshit information to confuse everybody. So you don't really know enough stuff that people still believe that is just absolute garbage that no one really knows what is real and the fucking people in the community are turning on each other and saying, that's bullshit. No, that's bullshit. No, that's bullshit. And we don't really know. Well, okay. This is how I kind of... So, if you go off of the some information got out that we do... Right. Um, obviously, they're not going to want to know, want everybody to know. If, if it if is. If that is. I, I'm kind of calling it. I don't... Um... But I, I got, I'm going to have to give you some fucking, some, uh, talking points. Continue. But as far as the government, if it was to be our government, no, no government on earth would have the resource. No, the, obviously extra. That the, would be, and right. which would kind of lead back into my theory. Experiment. Exactly. That's what it goes to. So I do remember a piece now. So there's some things about the moon that um, are hard to explain. We don't really know where it came from. We don't exactly know. It's, there's theories that a planet-shaped object... So there's a few theories about how we attained it. One is that it was just floating around and accidentally got too close to the Earth and got sucked into our orbit, and we just captured it. That's the capture theory. Yeah. It's ridiculous. that we've. It's... I mean, it's not that far fetched. If you consider the, just the infiniteness of space, it because we're considering the infiniteness of space, it is pretty far fetched. The odds of that happening are millions and millions to one. Other planets have moons. Nobody yeah, thinks they're hollow. True, but those planets are much larger. This one has the gravitational pull. That the gravitational attachment we have to the moon is like no other planet that we've ever observed has a moon this large. We are a fucking, we're an absolute Mary Sue. We are weird. No, oh. no other planet has a moon this big. So that, that theory is pretty weak. The other theory is that we collided with another planet. This is the one that I always believed, that we collided with another planet, and um, when we collided like we did, pieces of us you know, got thrown into fucking dust. And all that dust eventually coalesced into a spherical shape like things do because of gravitational pulls and whatnot. Yeah, but what would be cool if they were? Well, there was uh, supposedly probably the landmass that used to fill up the ocean, you know, ha- you know, was still solid enough to be massive enough to have a bit of pull. But eventually they came together. Like, you know, at one point the Earth was just a bunch of dust. Oh, yeah. So it happens, you know, over yeah. millions of years. You know, it's kind of popped in my head. Just Can we just acknowledge the fact of how fucking crazy gravity is? It doesn't exist. Like, it's... It's so, absolutely fucking insane that gravity exists. The reason we are all sitting on this speck of dirt in the middle of the vast infiniteness because of the force holding us down. Yeah, that we have never seen and have never proven. We can't really prove gravity is a thing. We just know that we're being held here. And for some reason, an apple falls when you let it go. And then we're We don't, we've never seen it. Like, like, we know that we're stuck to this planet. 
and we know that we're part of its gravitational pull, and we just use the word gravitate, gravity and gravitational and derivatives of gravity because that's the only way we have to communicate what's happening to us all day, every day. You know? We, like, we don't really have... So the, we used to think there were gravitons. There were tiny little particles called gravitons, and they were what was acting upon us and forcing us down. But that we never could find it. That's one of the reasons they built the Large Hadron Collider, to try to find the graviton. We ain't finding no fucking gravitons. They ain't no, a thing. They created the nuclear bomb. Yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as a graviton. It's just mass acting on mass, right? So we are constantly... The Earth's mass is constantly trying to fucking force us into the sphere. Uh, we're being collected. It's kind of weird to think about. But it's magnetic, really. Uh, is kind of how I see it, right? Because you know, we're attracted to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> we're really attracted to the ground. I mean, I guess if you want to look at it that way, yeah. We're, yeah, we're all equally attracted. Everything is equally attracted to the ground. Uh, like, I mean, unless you get some wind help. Well, I mean, even, okay, if you jump out of a perfectly good airplane, eventually, if it's a feather that weighs a half a gram for a human man, eventually you hit terminal velocity. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around like a But you can't go any faster than that free fall. Your ounce, 250 pounds. That's as fast matter. as you can go. Yeah. That's as fast as the earth can act upon you. But, I mean, to, to, your, to your point of nobody's ever proven gravity, I mean, they can prove it mathematically. They can prove that it occurs. Yeah. Like, absolutely. But It is a real thing. I just think it's absolutely butt-fucking insane that it even exists because somehow through whatever, all this stuff collects and takes up. Not even just our planet. It's the sun, Venus. Mars, all the other planets, they just kind of, because of gravity, they became planets. So I saw an, uh, an experiment on YouTube. Uh, so it's, this doesn't account for why, like, plastics fall. But if you were trying to add magnets into this, you know, blood, you, you are magnetic. Yeah. You're, you, there's iron body, in your blood. Yeah, that's the whole point behind the matrix, is because the human body produces Yep. Electricity is just an expression of magnetism. Uh, well, like, somebody was asking, like, how magnetic are we? How magnetic is blood? So a guy took, uh, took a bowl. He ordered a bunch of fucking pig blood or something. Yeah. And put it in a bowl and set that bowl in water. Right? So it's just floating there. And it's just completely, he got a perfectly level surface. He put the bowl uh, sitting in the water like a little boat full of blood. Yeah, he, he's basically trying to make a, a giant compass with blood and gas magnet. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it was, he had to get increasingly more powerful magnets, and eventually he was able to pull the bowl of blood from yeah. one side to the other. Well, that's why, I mean, like, there's iron in your blood. Iron is ferrous, which is magnetic. So... I don't know if this is exactly true or not. I heard it somewhere many years ago that supposedly 
some like if you had three hundred people and took all their blood out of it, I don't know exact number. If you took a, a large enough group of people, took their blood and condensed it down, took all the iron out of their blood, you could make a great sword. That sounds pretty cool. That's the most metal fucking thing I think I've ever heard. Like if you had an actual sword made of your enemy's blood. You know how fucking cool that would be? Are you writing this down for D? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it in an axe, by the way. <laughs> sword made of iron taken from blood of enemies. <laughs> Welcome. Yep, that's gonna that's going down. Anyway. That would be That's some shit a demon would wear. Fuck yeah, it is. Um, you had like whatever. That could be. So there is a uh, very specific demon I watched a video about a while ago from an older edition of Dungeons and Dragons, and he's definitely going to be playing at some point. Oh my god, have you guys played Descent into Avernus? When you go to fucking, you literally have to go to hell and fucking save a city. It got pulled down there. I'm definitely going to introduce this specific demon. <laughs> or cool. actually, this thing, honestly, it deserves its own campaign. It's so fucking crazy. Anyway, we gotten way off topic. Yeah, we started out talking about aliens, and now it somehow wound up back at d and Everything is D&D. <laughs> the moon is hollow. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking, I was already choking. Yeah. The moon is ho- <clears throat> God damn it. Anyway, the moon is hollow. Uh, According to this. So, yeah, yeah. I never even got through with all the other theories about how the moon was created. So, like, uh, the moon, there, there's no other moon that we have observed, no other planetary system that has a moon this large. It's the largest one that we know of in existence. We've never seen anyone quite this big. The alignment, its proximity to the Earth, is uncannily perfect for eclipses to occur. There's also no other planet, there's no other moon that aligns so perfectly with a planet that you can get a perfect eclipse. Our experience of eclipse is absolutely rare. We are one in trillions between from its size, our proximity from it, so we can experience a fucking eclipse. That's a, weird. Totally. A total eclipse of the moon. We, we and the sun too. Like everything. We, we we eclipse both. We get between the sun and the moon and make a perfect shadow on it. It gets between the, the sun and us and gives us a perfect shadow. Like that is mind-bogglingly, mind-bogglingly, mathematically improbable. Well, it's just the same as mathematically improbable as fucking existing. Right. Because this. Our planet is literal Goldilocks. Yes, but the first two theories don't help us account for any of those uh, any of those bits of weirdness. You know, like us gathering it and it just happening to be in that perfect spot. Uh, one in even more, one in trillions, in trillions. It something colliding with the Earth and making that thing. That's you know, more probable than us collecting it. But 
still the perfect proximity is so strange and usually whenever two planets do that one mass wanders away it's weird for us to keep it now well you know the moon's actually getting closer to the yes it's closer basically by fractions of indeed but it's, it, but it's been getting closer for millions of years well yeah i mean it's floating around here god knows how so that math is so it hasn't the proximity thing is but but how do we know what what the fuck do we really know but but the only theory that really solves all of those is that it's a man-made craft man quote unquote yeah I mean, it could be anything so like it is an artificial craft the theory is not just that it's hollow it's that it's a spaceship yeah it's um there's a Death Star inside it, and it is peppered with litter from there, the asteroids it has defended us from. There's a term what you're talking about. I want to say it's terraforming, but it's not. It's a, uh, I don't know, it's a fucking Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I mean, for all we know, it could be fucking. We, we, really, we literally don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Right. We don't know what we don't know. It's an unknown unknown. But we do know that it rings like a bell. There's definitely, supposedly, I mean, yeah, I guess so. It's an official NASA report. And an official NASA report. that. Yeah. But if we just don't believe anything anyone ever says, then why, why are we talking? You know, why, why should you believe anything that I say? Exactly. But like, you know, what's the point of having anything? I don't know. I mean, it is a cool fucking idea, though. I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm not immediately turned away from it. I'll be honest. With I'm you. not offended that you don't believe it. It's a fucking crazy. Well, I mean, theory. Just... I'm just trying to crack holes in any. <laughs> I like the theory. Look, I, I'll be honest with you. I play devil's advocate on this kind of thing a lot because I don't. Why says most of the time? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm all, I'm also pretty all for a lot. Like Wi-Fi sort of halfway sold me on it that like the guy who was telling the story he said i don't really believe it but he said he was expecting to make this he heard this theory and he was expecting to make a video about all the you know building up his his video structure is that you know he gets a theory he unloads it the way that someone who wants you to believe it unloads it and at the end he just completely debunks it you know throws it away yeah tells you all the reasons that's silly because he did the research and realized that you know well, this happened, and that happened, and this happened, and uh, yeah, sorry, this one's broke. This is not real. It can't possibly be. But he said, that's not what happened here. So yeah. <laughs> while making this video, he couldn't find any good reason for how come it isn't true. It, there's nothing, it, like... Well, there's nothing that... At the same time, there's nothing that proves it, and there's nothing that disproves it. Right. So You can't prove it, but we also can't disprove it. Yeah. Like... I mean, it's it's more feasible than Flat Earth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Like, it sounds kind of bullshit, but I like the theory. Like, I, I cannot believe in something and still love the fact that it's out there. Like, yeah. I like that this is out there. I like the idea. It's a cool story. Yeah, it, at the very least, it's a great story. I would love to see a movie about Hollow Moon. I bet you they could do it. Actually, you know what? Did you ever watch the show uh, Inside Job on Netflix? I think I did actually start describing it. It's um okay, so the main character is uh Rand, I think 
come from Ripley, woman, and she works for, um, basically, like, okay, you know, like the Illuminati, Illuminati and stuff. Mm-hmm. She works for like a corporation similar to control all the disinformation and stuff, and it's it's real similar to like a Men in Black kind of thing, but it's not just aliens. It's lizard people that live in the center of the earth, and they place presidents robots so they say the right thing. Stuff. Wow, and I have not seen this. It, it's a cartoon, fucking oh. hilarious. <laughs> um, one episode they go to. What's the one where they go to um, like a summer camp for super rich people and they worship effigy of an Molog. owl? Yeah, Molog the owl god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically go there and all the the conspiracy centers they all gather so lizard people actually can how he shows. there's all these different centers of conspiracy have a meat hunger game type thing particular agency to see who gets to be for the year and it's pretty fucking yeah if you haven't seen it you need to watch it it's on Netflix season is pretty good one okay so ripley character um she's a scientist that works for i think they're called incognito is the company they're the ones control by the conspiracy and uh it's her there's a guy named mike who is a sentient mushroom from the center of the earth what wow yeah, and then there's another guy, this little Asian dude, I can't remember his name, and he makes all kinds of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he makes all the drugs, and he's constantly high, because why not? Having a high of psychedelics, interesting things to do. Why and a not? friend that's a whole mushroom. Yeah, you have a friend that's a whole mushroom. And then there's a general that volunteered for experimental procedure back in, like, 70s during Vietnam, and he's half man, half dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. You remember the episode of uh, King of the Hill where they they thought they uncovered Project Walrus? And, oh, yeah, with Bill. Yeah. And that's why he's all fat and hairy <laughs> and bald and stuff. When he was such a fucking Chad in high school, uh-huh. and he came back from the army and he was a fucking wreck. Yeah. <laughs> The military done gone and got me up with a bunch of different drugs and turned me into a fat slob. <laughs> but it turns out that wasn't true at all. Yeah, he's just a fat slob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't turn him into a walrus. They didn't give him any blubber. They didn't make his hair fall out. He just was fat. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was true? Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Well, we all got the poke, so uh, yeah, we could be turning into walruses. Truth in that. Yeah, I suppose so. Maybe, maybe there's a little walrus <laughs> in there. 
Could be part of walrus. Yeah, might be might be pulling down them walrus genes. Maybe there was tiny little nanobots in there that designed to get up in our brain holes and control us and and uh See, there's there's one part of me. You've been to the Mm-hmm. The government's full of DMV. All at some Yeah. So the fact that like, if any of this is true, they kept all this under wraps. They got to be paying a lot better. Yeah. Well, how much fucking got? How much are the? What, what's the Central Intelligence? The CIA? How much are they fucking making? It's got to be a lot, right? I would hope so. If you're in charge of the secrets of the nation, you should probably be getting paid pretty good. Yeah. You know, otherwise, what's stopping you from selling that shit? Well, there's a lot of these fucking, like, you know, UFO whistleblowers that are, you know, previously, like, super tied to the CIA. Like, that's where a lot of that disinformation shit comes from. There's this one dude who, uh, oh, my God, he drove this guy crazy. He drove this guy insane. This guy was... Uh, playing with a radio in the 60s. Yeah, and he started intercepting a signal from, I believe it was like Area 51. It was out in fucking New Mexico, and he was intercepting some signals that seemed kind of crazy. And it was people talking about, it, it was military people talking about like, contact with aliens and shit like that crazy stuff and he contacted this guy that uh i think it was a friend of his that had connections to the government it's like dude i'm picking up some crazy shit i'm picking up some really crazy shit you need to hear this stuff and let him hear it and then he made a phone call to his buddy and uh, that was in the government and they ended up connecting him to uh, that guy. The guy was like, uh, so you're not supposed to hear that stuff, but keep listening. We, it's from a different branch, and we'd like to know what the fuck they're up to. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. They have a civilian mole. Yeah, so he, he just kept listening and listening and listening and hearing more and more crazy stuff about how there's a fucking... There is a race of reptilians down there that uh, they have partnered with and made a deal with for this, that, and the other. And he became privy to all kinds of shit. Uh, Just craziness. Absolute wild shit that would blow your fucking mind that he's not allowed to say anything to anybody to or he'll fucking die. You know? If you had a death wish, you stumbled across some military slash government information like that. You you'd die pretty quick as soon as you started flapping your cocksucker. Here's the thing. The man who got in contact with him was a disinformation agent. He then got in contact with the person who was running the broadcast. The broadcast was originally a disinformation broadcast. Yep. To it was being broadcasted specifically because someone with Maybe a spy background would be able to decipher it and find it. But this guy found it. And it was to confuse possible Russian spies. You know, that kind of makes sense. Because you remember hearing stories about that actress 
Hollywood back in the 70s and stuff, you know, Red Scare going on. Mm-hmm. She was supposedly intercepting communist uh, propaganda through her. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. You never heard about that? No. Yeah, dude. She was on Johnny Carson and talking about it. Like it, it's on the it's on probably on YouTube right now. You can go in there and find the actress talking to Johnny Carson about intercepting communist information and killings. Wow. Yeah. But it, it, anyway, they fucking so they're they're pumping this guy full of bullshit, right? And it's supposed to be stuff meant for Russians, and likely there were no actual Russian spies listening in, but. He was, and they knew they had somebody listening. They knew they had an audience. So they just made it as crazy as possible just to see what kind of reaction they'd get out of someone who feels as though they're spying on this material, someone who in earnest heard it and believed it because they believed it to be true. They wanted to see what kind of action it would prompt. And the guy, for 40 years, like... 40 years. He listened for about 10 years and then the broadcast stopped and he carried it around. He fucking got super duper crazy paranoid. He started telling more and more people about it. Like you got to know about this, you know, trying to reach out to people that he loved because it's, he overheard things about like fucking alien war, seven different races of aliens that have infiltrated that can turn into people. He don't know who's a person who's an alien. He believes this. You know, because it feels like he just fucking snuck around and heard it. it, it so, what his name it? No. <laughs> Aaron Hubbard was about 40 years earlier. He wasn't. He was in the 60s. Was he? Yeah. Dude, he didn't die until like 2007 or something. No. You, you know who L. Ron Hubbard is, don't you? He's Scientology man. Yeah, he was the one that made Scientology. I thought he was earlier. I thought he was... He was around like in early Hollywood, like in the stuff, but yeah, he didn't die until... Oh, I just remember that he was like, maybe it was nine. I believe he had met um, H.P. Lovecraft, and that made me think that he was old, old. But H.P. Lovecraft died in like the forties. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. Somebody meet dying in two thousand six is exactly that far fetched. Yeah, that's true. Gonna be eighty-two, and think think about eight years ago. That was my papa was born in forty-one. Right there, smack dab in the middle. Papa was a member of what's called the Silent Generation. Right after the Greatest Generation. I can never really keep track with all. Greatest generation, silent generation, baby boomers, uh, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, or the centennials. Now, I, like my kids are Gen Because it starts over. Yes. Yep. Who, who made the fucking rule? I don't know. And then really and truly, who? Like when did they start doing that? <laughs> this is a good ass question. Because like you never hear anything for the silent generation. Just I, well, I guess you got the roaring twenties. I don't know if you I think that was the greatest the greatest 
option. Right, I guess. I think, well, actually, we're, we're nearing the two-hour mark. I think this is a good spot to hit it. Oh. Yeah. I think this is a good one. How do you, you want to send it off? Uh, no. Good. Well, I, I guess I just hope somebody fucking listens. I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll probably listen. Yeah. We got some good tinfoil hat stuff in here. And uh, the guys I work with love a good tinfoil hat story. I'm going to bring some more tinfoil hats. Well, I got plenty of tinfoil hats. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start watching more Wi-Fi. I'm going to take notes, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring this shit. Yeah. We're, we're going to do this. So uh, if you're listening, stay tuned. Back next time. Yeah, and there's not a chance I'm going to work tomorrow. Yeah.